Hey, this is Matthew Allen from Castle Rock, and I'm here with Elias, and you're listening to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal! You're my boy, Blue! You're A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah! TV. Nice! Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Matthew, welcome to the cave. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? How are you, man? What's new with you? Oh, just uh, just wrapping up on this uh, season two of Castle Rock. But uh, uh, no, just uh, really glad to be on the Man Cave. I'm really glad to be here. So you've been busy the last few years huh, in the acting world. You've done uh, 13 Reasons on Netflix and now Castle Rock, Castle Rock, of course. But I want the listeners to yeah. get to know a little bit more about you. Where are you originally from? I grew up in Indiana. Oh, that's... Uh, how was it growing up there? And are you a big uh, Hoosiers yeah. fan? Huge Hoosiers fan, but uh, I actually was a big Purdue fan as well. My dad went there. And uh, I spent some time in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I did some local theater there before I moved to Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, grew up in Indiana, lived in Kentucky for quite some time, moved to Nashville, and then I ended up in Los Angeles about, about wow. 10 years ago. Wow. What made you move to uh, those different places before you decided to move to L.A.? Uh, I was uh, I was studying to be a teacher at the time, so I thought I was going to kind of stay locally, uh, you know, closer to home. Uh, but I found the theater department at the school I was I was at at the time, and then I started doing some kind of local theater in Nashville nearby. And I just found a love for that, and kind of abandoned my teaching studies and got more involved with theater. And wow. then uh, and then, too much to my parents' dismay, I, I decided to uh, move all the way to Los Angeles and enroll in acting school. Wow. How did that go with your parents when you told them that that's what you wanted to do? Uh, they're very supportive. My parents were very supportive. Uh, they had a lot of questions, of course, and, and concerns, uh, but very supportive when I, when I decided to make the big move out here. Yeah. So was there any anything else that pushed you towards the acting world? Any like movies growing up or TV shows and that gave it like a, an extra push, like this is what you wanted to go do? I, I was really into directing when I was younger. Okay. I really, I thought for a long time when I when I first kind of, you know, found the entertainment world, I, I really wanted to be a director and still have interest in doing that. Uh, but I was really into kind of creating the stories and, you know, making little indie, you know, films with my buddies. Uh, so I was really, I, I was really enamored with kind of the creating of the stories. Uh, so that's where I kind of got into movie making. Yeah. was that and then as i started kind of getting into you know developing stories and whatnot i realized the other side of the camera was actually something that was i was kind of drawn to you know yeah so um so you said you went out to you were taking uh, classes in la when you moved out there still yeah when i first moved to los angeles i uh, went to an acting conservatory the american academy of dramatic arts <laughs> how long were you how long did you uh take those classes for I was there for a year. It kind of got my feel. L.A. was kind of intimidating to me at the time. Yeah. Uh, and I had no idea kind of how to get my foot in the door or, you know, even how to find an apartment, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was just kind of a, a daunting city. that I had never really, you know, I'd never spent much time in that big of a city. So yeah. it was kind of a way for me to kind of get my feet wet, you know, take some classes, you know, learn about kind of the auditioning process and just kind of how it all works. So. Mm. 
for me, that was kind of a good way to get started. Yeah. What's the big difference you think of like living in LA compared to like Nashville and like Indiana where you grew up? Well, the funny thing is Nashville is, is, is starting to be a pretty big, you know, bustling city. And I love, I love that place. Yeah. Um, but, uh, LA, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's constant, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of traffic and a lot going on and, and it's nice to get back home once in a while just to kind of breathe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like that difference. Is it, it's just a little, it's a little slower pace back there. Yeah. Were you so overwhelmed? Nice Were home. you overwhelmed when you first moved to LA? Like, like, what am I getting myself into? Uh, more often than not, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's a pretty. Uh, yeah, it was intimidating because uh, you don't really know. There's so many avenues you can take to kind of get started in this business. And so I, I was just looking for classes and, you know, trying to meet the right people and, and just really kind of hone my craft before I just kind of jump in and try to start auditioning without any kind of direction. Yeah. When you first started auditioning, uh, what was the first uh, gig that you got when you moved to L.A.? First gig I ever booked was uh, a medical reenactment show called uh, Untold Stories of the ER. Oh, wow. Is, is, that, the one, like, <laughs> is that the one like you see like on true tv or something like that or yeah yeah okay. yeah that right. was, it was one of my first auditions yeah. and it was a guy you know involved in a skiing accident and i was over the moon when i booked it because it was the very first job that you know kind of you know made me feel like oh this you know this is fun and this, this could actually you know be something that i do and and yeah just getting that first job you know regardless of how small or how big it is it's it's a big victory yeah so how did yeah, you... that was my first one. Yeah, how... I, I was going to say sorry, and then uh, and then my first TV was uh, I worked on the Veronica Mars season finale. Yeah, I I did read that. How was that being on that? I mean, that was incredible to me because it was my first you know job on a TV show. Yeah, and it was a show that uh, you know had a really big following, and I was a big fan of, of of the show, and you know as well as some of the leads because you know at the time that show was really hot and very popular. And, uh, yeah, it was a chance to kind of see what, you know, the TV show was all about and, and see what working on a, on a TV show was like. And, yeah, that really got my feet wet, but that really also just was a cool point for me because, uh, you know, I had, I had worked, I think, a few commercials by that point, but that was my first actual TV mm. show. So that so, was very cool. So I mentioned earlier, now you now star, you had a recurring role on Castle Rock Season 2. How exciting is being in that world? I mean, that world is just wild. I, I had the best time. Uh, we, we were shooting in Boston for six months. So uh, I got a chat. I'd never been, you know, to that part of the East Coast. And uh, what a cool town and some of the sets and, and locations were just incredible. But, you know, being a part of the Stephen King world and, and a series that's just so unpredictable was a very, very cool experience for me. Yeah. How, uh, were you a Stephen King fan growing up? Did you read his books? I feel like everybody was in some way or another. Yeah. Least, uh, he's such a kind of a fabric of, of that genre. But yeah, I started reading early on. My dad was a huge Stephen King fan, so there was some kind of you know Stephen King book laying around. Uh, I believe the first one I read was Pet Cemetery, and I read it pretty young, so it, it, it freaked me out pretty well. Hmm. So when I was doing some research, I read online that you originally had a part in season one as a guard, and you got hurt, and you had to like quit the show oh yeah 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 i uh it's crazy because this this whole you know season two of castle rock 
worked out in this incredibly cool way for me. And so originally I had auditioned for a, a role in season one as one of the prison guards at, at Shawshank Prison. Yeah. And when I and I, I booked that role and I was I was so incredibly excited because it was you know Stephen King this new series a guard at Shawshank Prison. I mean, I was just ecstatic. So about a week before that I was working on another show. And uh, unfortunately, I broke my foot doing a, a fight scene on that show and had to pull out of Castle Rock and was uh, in a, a cast for about three months. So I was just kind of bedridden. And uh, so at the time, if you would have told me, hey, it's going to work out, it's going to be fine, I, I don't think I could hear it at the time because yeah. I was pretty devastated. Um, but yeah, a year later, season two came around and I... I was uh, lucky enough to be given a second chance, and and the role of Chris Mayle came along, and I mean, not only did I get to work, you know, back on a, on the Stephen King show in a different capacity, but I got to work alongside Tim Robbins, and yeah, you know, uh, so Shawshank, you know, in a different capacity yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was very cool, and and everybody I worked with in season two, just incredible, incredible talent, so. Yeah, I would gladly break my foot again to get this opportunity. <laughs> did you uh, now? Did you get a call for an audition for the for this role, or how like how exactly did that all fold out? Yeah, when they started casting for season two, uh, uh, the casting director Jeannie Backrack, she uh, she had uh, set up an appointment for me as well for to read for this role, and I think they were looking for quite a while for the role. But yeah, she had me in mind for it, and she she brought me in, and she's a wonderful casting director, and. Uh, yeah, so she was the one that gave me the opportunity for season two. Mm. So how? So you play Chris Merrill, and he wasn't even in the books that Stephen King wrote about this. So they, they like created this character for the show. Like, so how do you how would how do you describe that character? And like, what kind of research did you do to to play him? Yeah, so the Merrill family is kind of uh, a part of the, of the Stephen King universe. Yeah. Uh, and, and so a lot of fans know about Ace Merrill and Pop Merrill. Um, but Chris, yeah, he's not from the original book. So uh, that part was very cool because I, I got to be a part of this world that everybody really knew about and, and, you know, the Stephen King universe where anything can happen. But I also got to, you know, kind of create a new character to be a part of it. So, uh, yeah, kind of cool on both sides of that. Yeah. How would you describe Chris? I think Chris, uh, I don't know, for those who know Castle Rock, uh, the town is kind of a, a magnet for the weird. And so uh, with all of these characters kind of going through these weird, you know, uh, stories throughout the season, Chris, you'll find, is one that is a little more level-headed than, than the average Castle Rock, you know, person. And, and, and you'll yeah. see that his efforts are more about the family and trying to keep you know, keep the peace, keep the community together and just kind of, you know, work to keep whatever bad is going on in the town to, you know, kind of keep it away the best that he can. Yeah. Was there any uh, characters or, like, actors that you wish you could have interacted from, like, season one? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think the entire cast from season one was just incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, it'd be amazing to work with Sissy Spacek, uh, uh, because I thought, you know, season one for her was just, you know, just this incredible transformative performance. Um, but I think anyone from season one would be incredible because such a talented group of people. Yeah. Now, how how exciting was it to work with Tim Robbins? I mean, so exciting, but 
but daunting at first because the guy is like seven foot tall. Really? So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a very tall guy and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not that short, but you know, when you're working, working opposite someone and, you know, looking really up high to, you know, to see him, he, uh, it makes it very, uh, I mean, his presence is huge on, on top of that. So, you know, I was just so excited about the first day to work with him, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, his presence is such a great presence and, and he's such a powerful actor that, you know, it was intimidating, but I learned so much and, and he was such a cool guy and, and so down to earth about it all. Yeah. Well, he's been, uh, very, he's been, very cool experience. he's been in the game a very long time. Did he give you any advice? Yeah. Did yeah. he give you any advice or anything on set? I mean, the unspoken advice I got from him was, was, was to enjoy the work that you're doing because he was having such a good time with his character and, yeah. And, you know, he kept talking about how cool it was that this world is kind of being revisited and, and you know, his, his outlook and the way he looks at things creatively was just so cool to be around. Yeah. How was it being on set? And, you know, and how long were the like the filming uh, each day for the show? Uh, I mean, days are pretty long. Uh, with this with this show, we have a lot of night shoots and a lot of, uh, you know, evening and different locations. So the days were long. Uh, I mean, you're looking at anywhere from two to three weeks per episode. Oh, wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, on average, I think some shows can, you know, wrap an episode in a week and a half, but, uh, this one had a, it took a little more time just because of extensive, yeah. you know, locations and stories. And I, I also think the special effects this season were just out of this world. They were just great. Do you have a favorite scene or episode that you were in? And can you tell us? Um, yeah, I mean, have you seen how far along are you? I'm, or, uh, I'm about I'm about I'm about halfway into the season. <laughs> I uh, I have this. Uh, so Chris is the the brother of Ace, yeah. like I talked about, and so Paul Sparks plays Ace. Uh, so there's a part about halfway through where the two of them kind of come to a head, and the differences are kind of you know fleshed out, if you will. Uh, and it's a pretty intense episode, and so for me that experience was great because you know working with Paul was just incredible. And uh, the stunt guys, uh, and just the, the story for Chris that that episode was one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you do your own stunts? I try to, yeah. <laughs> but uh, ever ever since I uh, had that mishap last year, I've been a little hesitant to do some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, the guys that we worked with this season were so incredibly good that you know they made everything look so you know so powerful and, and realistic that yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't want to put my uh, my moves in there. And yeah. Well, while playing this character throughout the season, is there anything you would change about him? I mean, I think as an actor, that's kind of what that's that's one of the things that at least I do a lot of is I kind of look back, and if I do too much of that, I'll kind of obsess over things that I could have done different. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you know, if I, if I could do it over again, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that's part of the fun of it too. Is is with the Stephen King world, you know, everything's unpredictable, and you never know yeah. what's going to happen. So I don't know if I could say I could go back and do things differently, but uh, yeah, I think uh, pretty happy with the way it went. Yeah. How was it? Uh, I mentioned earlier. Also, you uh, you were on Netflix's Thirteen Reasons Why. How was being on that show? I think that's a great show. Um, the dialogue of that show, I, I feel like, has started is, is very important. 
So to me, the show is very special for that for that reason. Yeah. Uh, but I was also fortunate enough to work from you know season one, you know, a few episodes here and there all the way, you know, the last couple seasons. So uh, it's been fun to kind of see how the stories have changed and yeah. you know what the messages are for the audience. So uh, my character isn't you know the most positive influence per se, but uh, it's been fun to kind of be along that journey. Yeah. Uh, and see that the message and, and the change that the show is bringing. Do you do you enjoy playing these characters like Chris Merrill and then your character on Thirteen Reasons? <laughs> uh, I mean, the great thing about Chris is, is I think he's a good guy at heart. Yeah. I, I get to play a lot of bad guys, uh, but I, it is fun to play you know the good guys as well. The bad guys are really fun to kind of create and you know kind of play with. Uh, but when you have a character like Chris. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on with him and a lot of the, you know, there's a lot of work there. So, yeah, it's fun to kind of change it up, too. Yeah. So you've been in the acting world for a few years now. Do you have a, who are like some of your influences that you look up to? Uh, I mean, actor-wise, I'm a, I'm a big fan of people like Sam Rockwell, uh, people who kind of, you know, take risks and, you know, make odd choices and, and tackle characters that are, you know, yeah. sometimes understood or, or just, you know, look at things a little differently. So I, I like th those kind of actors really influence me because I would love to play more of those kind of characters that are just really, you know, ones you have to really think about. Yeah. Who, who will be like your favorite person to like work with someday if you could? Oh, wow. I mean, there's a list of them, but yeah, I would love to, I've always wanted to work with Mark Russell. I, I think he seems like a, a really cool guy and an extremely amazing talented. Oh, I'd love to work with, uh, with Sam Rockwell one day. Uh, I'm always looking for you know, people that, that I, I can learn from as well. Yeah. So. Do you have a dream role you want to play someday? That you can hope you have the chance to play? Do you have like a dream role that you want to play someday? Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I, I've always wanted to play in a Western. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and when that, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, shows that come out that are, you know, I'm trying to think of the one that I was just talking about the other day, but, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to do a Western, like a really raw, gritty Western. Yeah, like the old spaghetti movies? Oh, man, that would be cool. It, it, it's hard to be done nowadays, but I, I know, feel like I movies know. come out every once in a while, even now that are just, you know, they have that whatever it is they they work yeah they don't always work but yeah i'd love to work on one that actually you know has that kind of raw feeling that you're talking about yeah whenever those are on if i'm if i'm hanging out with my dad and those things are on he's watching them oh yeah it, it's one of those you know if it comes on you, you, i just have to watch it to the end yeah do you uh on your downtime what do you enjoy doing uh, I have a two-year-old, so I do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I know how that <laughs> she, is. She kind of she runs things now. So uh, no, I also you know I'm, I'm a baseball fan. I, I don't watch too much anymore, but I used to play, uh, and I, I still catch the Dodgers when I can. Uh, I love being outdoors, exercise, and yeah. you know we do hikes and we've got rescue dogs, so I love the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your uh, favorite like TV shows that you're binging when you're not working? Uh, right now I just finished, uh, Killing Eve season one, so I'm excited to see what season two looks like. Um, I'm also a sucker for documentaries, 
there's just so many options right now. I've just got a list of, of two things that I, I need to catch up on. But um, right now I'm really into killing ease. Mm. Where do you, uh, so 2019 is about to end. Where do you see yourself in 2020? What are some, any, any other projects that you can talk about? Uh, I, there's a couple things that I'm kind of waiting to hear on now, so I don't want to spoil or, or jinx anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm 2018, you know, the last couple of years actually have been, I've been so very lucky in in all respects, you know, um, with family and, and, and work. So I feel very fortunate where, where things are for me right now. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens next year because right. I have no idea. <laughs> Is there a, any, uh, any charities that you support and everything? You mentioned, I know you did the rescue dogs. Is there any other ones you, uh, yeah, yeah. I work with best friends animal. Uh, they, uh, they do a lot of rescue stuff out here. Uh, in fact, one of our dogs that we rescued was through them. Uh, but they have uh, they have uh, benefits and raise a lot of money for the uh, the rescues and, and the shelters out here on the East Coast because the shelters, especially Los Angeles, are just so extremely overly crowded that uh, they need all the help they can get. Oh, wow. All right, Chris, this was fun. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm going to check out the podcast. Uh-